And now we are back. So I guess I'll start again. Episode three, chemical balance. Danny Haverty is finally with us, I think. Or he's taking another selfie. Uh, Habs, you here now? He's here. He's here. Excellent. Cousin Mike <laughs> Tui, are you? Boomer, happy to be here. All right. And now if uh, Gary Lavoie, the uh, the show is yours. Just to tease people, though, we're going to do a new thing after this. With uh, We're going to do a little five-question segment with Habs and Tui. Um, which I think you guys will like. But uh, that's later on for now. Gary LaVoy, all you, buddy. All right. So I made a promise last time, right? I made a promise last time that we were going to make an announcement. We announced that we were going to have an announcement that was going to shake the wiffle ball world. And so I do have I do have a couple of announcements to make. I'm actually going to pivot a touch, though. I'm going to pivot a touch, Boomer, and I hope I don't get myself into trouble. I'm being held back a little bit. They're trying to hold your boy back a touch. I can't share everything that I wanted to share. Um, but to, to break through those chains, I'm actually going to go up a level. I'm going to make an announcement that's even bigger than the one we were talking about last week. And we're going to save the announcement that we were talking about at the last episode or the first episode, whenever it was. We're going to save that announcement for the next, for the next go around. I have something bigger that we need to talk about today. Is that all right? Absolutely. It's whatever right. you want to go, whatever you want to share. <laughs> all right, done. So to do that, to do that, I got to tell a little bit of a story. I got to tell a quick story about my business and what's happening like personally in my life. Uh, I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a tech startup and we have built a technology that's really flipping cool. It like creates a frictionless workers' compensation and absenteeism risk management system for employers. So, like, their workers get taken care of so much better. They get better treatment, better outcomes anytime they suffer work injury. They need to be dis- they're going to be disabled for work for any reason. It does something really cool and great for the world, right? Like, that's all exciting. Yep. So, where this business is in the midst, it's, like, literally in the eye of the storm, eye of the storm of or the cycle of our Series A professional money partnership. So we're going through a whole bunch of shit. It's why I explained to you today, like my day today was brutal, absolutely brutal. But in this, like in this process, I've had the opportunity to meet lots of other business people and corporations. And one of those corporations, and I'm actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind a little bit too, because we are developing an app that is sort of worker centric and we're all workers. This audience that watches Wiffle Ball, like the audience that participates in Wiffle Ball and the audience that watches Wiffle Ball, this like PG-13 audience, it's a real big one, right? It's real, it's young adults, young adults, it's parents, like it's older, it's like adults like us for crying out loud, teenagers, et cetera. It's this really big audience and it's an audience that my business would like to speak to, like to speak to because it wants this audience to engage with the app as we get through our our beta phase and into our MVP and release this to the, to the marketplace. Okay. So along those lines, I've met with other corporations in my journey, right? One of them is this crazy business, yo. It's like this artificial intelligence, live stat, stat tracking application for a couple of different sports now. And we've had some conversations initially about, about <laughs> working together to produce a product that gets, deployed into wiffle ball and through some of the professionalization that I've already teased out the last couple of weeks. Okay. And that's not all one of the other businesses that are like that we've kind of, that I've 
has come into our periphery here as we've gone through this is a media entity as well. So there's an opportunity that's about to be in front of us, okay? And I'm talking to the entire wiffle ball community right now, the entire wiffle ball community. If you've, like, put your blood, sweat, and tears into building a community and building a great product, uh, there is about to be an opportunity for all. I'm, like, forecasting out into the future now. It's going to be an opportunity for all of us to really begin to professionalize and commercialize this sport because people are getting excited about the size of the community and like and the entertainment value and the value to just youth and recreation and other things that wiffle ball can potentially support. Now, <laughs> this media entity also wants to collide into other things as well to make the community that's supporting it even bigger, right? Even more voracious. Okay, that's how you create a bit of business value and get to a point where some of the stakeholders that are part of the game can actually be compensated for the things that they do, like running blogs and commentating and all of the sick content that gets created in the teams and the players, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so, so we are working on something that I think is going to be exceptionally big, not just for the game of wiffle ball, but for other things. And what we're encouraging are that the key stakeholders in this game begin to align and create the roadmap towards the professionalization and commercialization of the sport, which first and foremost, we all know, is going to mean media, like media-centric, okay? I think the other key component here that is being mapped out that's a bit different than some of the other things that you've seen in our game is that it's going to be player and team-centric, meaning that those stakeholders are the ones that own it. They get to be it, right? They get to be a part of it. They get to literally be the stakeholders in the system as we begin to build it out. That's why it's generating so much excitement right now. So I don't want to get into, like, what it is yet, like what the wiffle ball user interface is, what the wiffle ball entertainment quite is yet, because we're still mapping out some of the logistics of that. That's the part that I'm being held back on right now. And I want to tell it, Boomer, I want to tell it so bad right now, because it's going to be flipping epic. It is going to be epic. It is going to put the best talent in the game of wiffle ball on a stage, on a stage, playing the most intense games all of the time. Not doing this thing where we go and play tournaments and we play seven games and over a weekend and we destroy our arms and it's the crappiest product at the end of the thing. We've been wasting our time with all that BS. There's a better way to do it. And we're going to begin to show that and talk about it here over the next couple of months. Pow. Bam. That's my announcement. That's your okay. I was waiting for you to keep going. I thought you that. That's oh, all is that a problem? Is that a problem? No, it's not a problem. I, I was expecting you to, to. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I also know what's coming in the next in the next announcement too. So, you guys got to be okay. careful here. As you, yeah, listen, I want you. No, I'm not. I want you to be careful. I don't want you to give away too many things. Certainly, you guys do have some insider information as we go along here. But let it let this thing develop the way that it needs to be, and and I think too part of the reason for that is that we're we're not done identifying all of the stakeholders either, like the folks that are listening to this out there that have done a good job in their formats or other things. There's a conversation to be had, and I think we should all be we should all be thinking strongly about coming together and creating some of that alignment and having that conversation. So Gary, I have a question for you. 
You go. I'll see if I can answer it. Okay. So coming from Massachusetts, I'm sure I'm not going to be the only one who just listened to that segment and is thinking what I'm thinking right now. I'm getting some PTSD to Lou talking about the app. The app, the app is going to be legendary. It's going to be great. It's coming. <laughs> what was the app? What was the app? I, it never happened. It, it was a myth. So right. yeah, you don't remember that well, one. Yeah. How can you convince me not to be Dude, the app still about what you're talking about right now? Oh, because this business already exists. It has already been funded. And the business that would be producing this, Tui, is going to have the opportunity to sell something through us that engages a marketplace that they want to be communicating to anyway. And so I, I wish I could tell you more. I wish I could, like, point you to it and have you go look at it and do things with it. That's coming. Like, that is literally coming. I promise you this. Um, I can talk a little bit maybe about what I think it's going to do. Do and, and, and to, and, but I almost I don't necessarily even want to focus here, Tui, because this is like that is one small differentiator that's likely going to be implemented in the roadmap here. Okay, it's one small differentiator is that you're going to have a live AI, uh, an AI live stat keeping stat tracking app that's videoing games and beginning to track like statistics surrounding like ball movement and spin rate and other things that we've never even talked about before. It's going to be, it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty amazing. Uh, that is one differentiator. So I don't necessarily want to go too far down that thing because there's more to come. Okay. More to come. More, more exciting, more exciting things to come. I can't wait. So if you're a uh, if you're like just a I don't know fourteen or fifteen year old kid listening to this for the first time watching videos and just heard you go through that whole spiel, how can they? Maybe this is, I hope this is something you can answer. Oh, yeah, how can they it, get what involved? What should they look forward to? Like what should they be doing uh, to get involved? Yeah, so I think that, so. That's such a good question, Boomer. I think the answer to that is that what we're going to look to do is, is make some of this talented, like these wiffle ball players that are so exceptionally talented. We're going to create a bit of a stage that begins to promote them in a different way and make them accessible in a different way. And we're going to like literally create the roadmaps that lead to farm systems and youth engagement alongside of these professional franchises as well. So that you can begin to see like who the actual best players in the world are. And you can see them play against each other, right? And you're going to be able to see how, just how much talent is out there and some of the character that, that exists already in this community. And uh, you guys, we're already seeing it like on this podcast and in other places, there's already great things happening in the wiffle ball world. Like it's all fabulous. Uh, it needs to happen more. Like it needs to happen more. It needs to happen a touch smarter and a touch more directed. And we got to make all of this stuff accessible to the, to the market. Okay. Anything else, Habs? Anything to add? Questions? And maybe look a touch sharper as we do it. Habs, <laughs> you want to play? Habs, you want to play against? You want to play against the best players in the world? Oh, you know I already do. Of course I do. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, that's it. That's right. That's right. We want to play against the best players in the world. Every time, all the time. That's right. So and we're going to pump, pump each other up and pump up this community. I guess I have one other comment. Um, you're talking about 
maybe not necessarily ditching, but moving farther away from like the tournament format that we're all so used to. Mm. I wonder if there will be argument from the player base saying that's great, it's good for our arms, it's more entertaining, people will want to watch it more, but is it as fun and competitive? Uh, at the end of say at the end of the day you you don't have a crowned champion of that tournament. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. And I and so Mike, I, I think that there's bound to be some collaboration here surrounding the format. And I don't think the intent is to like pull away from anything else or limit the opportunity to play with a ball either. I think what you're gonna end up seeing is a, a smarter way of of going about creating a wiffle ball production and promoting the best players in the world. Sick. And will it be... Without, without, taking, without, take, without taking away from any of the other gameplay, any of the other leagues that are actually that are happening out there, or any of the opportunity that you have to play with ball either. That's not the intent. It's just to bring it together. Will there be some sort of championship-type deal at the end amongst the people involved or the teams <laughs> it, it, involved? Yeah. Can I not say that? Be, can we not answer that? It's, it's going to be the coolest event and the biggest purse in the history of Wiffle Ball, without question. Okay. That's, yeah, you answered just my without, question. Just, yeah, just without, without question. There you go. All right. Here's our hot take for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that? that'll, that'll get people excited. How's that, for a, that's how, how's that for a hanger? We'll just leave it right there. Yeah. That had to have been halves. There's no it's chance be of other than halves. <laughs> you, know you know what's funny, oh, too, is uh, when you finished, G, and you stopped there, and there was like a 10-second silence, I was trying to type to the chat, halves, turn your mic off if you if you be choking on yourself over there. <laughs> <laughs> so... And sure enough, he's blasting tunes or whatever. I love it. Uh, Has didn't even listen to any of that. <laughs> so well, for, those, part- for those of you guys listening, I think we're scripting this shit. I mean, there you go. That's that's not scripted. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? Everyone go listen to Scissor's new album. <laughs> I don't even I know what announced way too much, by the way. Probably broke all the rules right there. Rob's no, because you still have Rob's time to go. Yeah, that's, I mean, and, and, yeah. and we're going to, and listen, I'm not, so, but by the way, like my role in this is about to be over. I'm, I'm done. Like I, this isn't my job to be participating in. We, there are enough stakeholders already in this game to kind of take this piece and move it forward. I'm going to help connect some dots. I'm going to help connect some partnership dots toward the commercialization. That's what my role is going to be. And then to get the F out of the way. So you're, you're hearing my voice here a little bit early. It's about to be going, going, gone. I want to be a fan of this thing. That's what I want to do. I mean, yeah. great job thus far, getting it all going. I mean, even just yeah. getting this podcast going. Well, we could see. I think, guys. I think this is where you get. We go back to the six hundred three talk. We teased out like what happened. We we kind of felt like something was happening when we were doing. It. It's like, oh, whoa! Like, no, we got something here. This is actually right. This connectivity with contender teams and a supporting family structure. And now we're like sponsoring a youth team and we have other exciting things happening and a blog, a podcast is being born out of it. Right. Like we sense that something cool was happening there and then you can see what else is happening in the game. And, and you kind of, I, I think the roadmap's pretty clear. I'm excited for these guys to dot the I's and cross the T's over the next two weeks and then come to the table with some tangible things surrounding the wiffle ball elements that I know everybody wants to talk about. 
Awesome. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for two more weeks yeah. too, to, to hear the next, the next stuff. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Me too. So listen, I want to participate. So do you want to I, want, stick around? I, want, I want to participate. Yeah, I want to participate in like one wiffle ball. Can you ask me one wiffle ball question? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I got to hit the road. I got kids. I got to take care of. Of course. Of course you do. I will. Um, let me, let me pick out the. Yeah. Which one works? Which one works for me? Uh, they all work. There's four wiffle ball ones and there's one random. And then there's going to be a halves question because of what you mentioned earlier. All right. Let me go. Let me have one. And then I want to listen to everybody else go on one and then I'm out of here. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, everyone's going to get to answer. Everyone's going to get to answer. Um, I'm actually going to, I was going to ask you this one, but I'll, I'll skip that one because you kind of just dropped what's going to happen. I will, I will do, I will go with Don's ball. The one question I told you guys about, we'll start with this one. Um, question number one to all you guys, the fastest pitch, wiffle ball pitch you have ever seen either thrown to you. It does not have to be in a tournament. It could be in a side yard. Um, who threw it? What was the situation? Um, give me some details on that. It could be, you know, again, it could be a side yard, could be biggest tournament of the year. Uh, you guys tell me. Gary, go first since uh, you, you got a dip. Go ahead. Uh, so not, not going to lie, uh, maybe not this year. Well, I, I didn't see much of the game Bonet throw this year. But last year when he came out and he was throwing that slider, like against you guys, like when it was when he was fresh right out of the gates, that ball was moving fast. That ball was moving very, very fast. I want to answer this question by going old school, though, just because that's, like, fun for me. It's where I played. We played in a tournament down in Georgia. We were down there. Hickey was on the mound. It was against Josh Pagano, both in their absolute prime, elite, and it was, like, night or, like, on the on like the sun was going down. Like, so it was, like, crisp air, light air. It was, like, a little bit downwind on this field down in Georgia. Like, beautiful night. And we couldn't see either one of the wiffle balls. Like the game was zero zero. It just like Hickey ended up walking a couple of guys or something happened and well, I don't know, wild pitch or he walked a run in, which ended it ended it, but I don't think there was a hit on either side. We legit just couldn't see the ball. Pagano and Josh in that moment were throwing so hard. I think probably a couple of the Hickey balls Hickey threw were probably the fastest wiffle ball I've ever seen. I mean, great answer you stole mine. Hickey was I had two people that I was gonna mention. Hickey was one Hickey was one of them. Um, I'll go, I'll say mine, then we'll go to right to choose and halves. The other one that I was going to mention, um, this was actually thrown to me, Ryan Wood. You've heard his name mentioned. This was back in like, and I'm talking Ryan Wood circa like 2004 is going back to when, uh, 2005 maybe, uh, at a, at a, um, uh, was it a wiffle up event? We were down. I was he, in was, Connecticut. he was so good in that format. And, um, I believe Josh Pagano was actually on my team with Evan at this point. And, uh, he was throwing so, like this is the only time in my life, like I've you know I've had people throw the ball by me, where but I can usually at least guess at a pitch and be close to having it timed, even if I miss it by like five feet. I couldn't even see the ball; it was coming yeah. in so fast. And and it was and it was the wiffle up form. If you guys are not listening, this was where if he just if you just hit the strike zone once, um, you're out looking like that. Looking. Or if you take looking, we're looking exactly looking. Yeah. So yeah. like you got to be swinging, but like so so you're kind of prepared to swing and you still couldn't do anything. Um, and I just, I don't know. I've just never seen a wiffle ball come in that fast in my entire life. I, I couldn't even I, get the bat around. Boomer, I find it interesting that wiffle up still had some offense to it. You know what I mean? It was almost yeah. like because, because that one and done thing, you just had to have that bat ready. And it actually, there was, it was great offense in that format. 
And just a little more detail for people that don't know what Wiffle Up is that are listening. We had to use these black, like skinny metal bats that were not heavy because a Wiffle Ball bat's not heavy, but just like for a kid that's throwing 99 miles an hour at you and you, and you can't take a strike. Like they weren't the most, they weren't, it wasn't the best idea in the world to, uh, to be able to you're talking about when that you connected with one. Yeah, when you wiffle up that metal, you know that little skinny metal. Uh, black, bat, the black, like, black magic, the wiffle pro yeah, thing. I, I yeah. still got one of those. Yeah. So like, and now when you when you connected with one of those, that thing went flying. But man, it was not easy to hit. And when you had these kids, one take one strike and you're done. Like it was uh, not easy. Yeah. Hey Boomer, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to throw on. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Do you, do your next one. Sorry. No, no. I was just gonna toss it to two and house for their well, for their answer. Can I do an honorable? One. Can I do an honorable, yeah. honorable mention before you do those two? And this Absolutely. is for. Two of this for your boy has, uh, Black Dog earlier this year, that at bat against, you two, you weren't here, but the, the at bat against Jay, like he even shook his head, like there was a laser beam following that ball when it came out of your hand. That was one of the hardest balls I've seen too. And you know, has, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You sat Jay down, it was like an important part, it was like maybe the fourth inning, something like that in that Black Dog game. It was smoke. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That might have just been because the rest of the game I wasn't throwing that hard, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was the fastest ball you've ever seen thrown, though. Yeah, hey, listen, it was juiced up. Even Jay, he's shaking his head. He's like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, hey, appreciate it. I'll take it. We'll throw you on the honorable mention list. I'll take an honorable mention, honestly. Yeah. Um. All right, twos, go ahead. Gary, stick around. I got one more question for you. That I'm going to have you start the second question, and then you can buy. All right. Cool? Deal. All right, so I'm going to turn this into two answers. First, I'll answer your question, which is the fastest that I've ever seen, which I think was 2021 United Wiffle, Sweet 16. We as the high rollers played Black Dog, and we saw Jordan Bonet. And that was – I think he threw like an inning the night before, and other than that, he was fresh. That first inning, I'm sure you will agree, was smoke. Like, we managed a couple hits off of him, and then he just shut us down until they got out to a lead and, and took him out. But that was unbelievable. It looked it looked unbelievable. Yeah, he oh, was yeah. doing really and hard. He's such a big dude, too. So it's like he's on top of you right as he's releasing the ball. It's instant reaction to try and swing at that. Yeah. And uh, the second one I want to mes- uh, mention – is maybe not necessarily the fastest, although it was very fast, the best pitcher I think I've ever seen. And I don't even know if you guys will know this guy. was around, like, 2011 from Pennsylvania was Joe Walters. (laughs) Yep. He, for that, like, two, three-year span was unbelievable. And I had him on my team in one tournament when we played with Aholics. So I texted Noter today, and I was like, hey, do you remember facing Joe Walters? Like, what do you remember from that? And he basically was just like, oh, yeah, I remember the slider. <laughs> and I, like, I've never seen a ball move that much in fast pitch. I know Joe Walters from, uh, if you ever Google Joe Walters, I think he has uh, the crazy curveball pitch, too. That's probably viral on most internets. Uh, oh, so, yeah. I don't think I don't I don't think we've seen a drop ball really like his in a long time. Like you saw him throw that drop to him and it was different. It was like seven feet up and down. It was crazy. Yeah, every every single one of his pitches moved a ton. Like the riser, 
it's not like it just came up. It went down and then came all the way up. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. You was. It was legit. Not the fastest, Habs. though. Pouncing. Habs, your turn. The fastest pitch I've ever seen was I went to this tournament in Augie's backyard, and he brought this kid from his high school baseball team. And I'll never forget it. When me and Koster went up to bat, we thought he was going to throw a medium pitch. And he threw the ball so hard. I've never seen anything like it. I didn't even think this kid knew how to play wiffle ball. That he was breaking the zip ties on the zone like every four or five pitches. <laughs> you didn't, have, you didn't sign him same, up right there? He yeah. was throwing the same pitch every single – we tried to, but he just would never show up. He was throwing the same <laughs> pitch every single time. It, it was unbelievable. His name was George. I'll never forget it. Well, that's, that's, that's the answer. George, George. George. Where is he? One, we get him one, one for George. I don't know. I don't know where George is. But George, <laughs> he's still yes. Yes. <laughs> one, one, one vote for George. Dude, <laughs> if, if anyone can contact can George. <laughs> we got to get him. Get him on the show. He throws yes. I swear to God, hardest pitch I've ever seen. If, we don't, if you guys don't have George on the show by the end of January, it's a fail. Shut it down. <laughs> oh boy, that's unbelievable. <laughs> all right, um, all right, all right. Quick, quick. Gee, one, you're, you're going to start with yeah. this, and then you can bounce. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good one for you. Who is the most, not the best, best player, the most knowledgeable wiffle ball player or person? I guess it doesn't even have to be player anymore. Most wiffle, knowledgeable wiffle ball player that you know in the game. Uh. It is a list of three people, and it's. Oh, you can't Dan do that. It's, it's Dan Lanigan, Matty Griffin, and myself. But you gotta pick one. Listen, there's no, there nobody has more wiffle in their brain. I'm telling you. Wow, you're gonna be that guy who picks yourself. You could do it. You no, picked yourself. No. You're not you supposed to. No, 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 no. I you was did listen, it. I did. So I, I, last week or whenever the first episode was, I we were talking about landing. You're putting landing it on player list. I, come on, come on. That was unbelievable. Be real. <laughs> be real. Let's, be, was, let's be real here. It's been but two weeks. Like, well, it's been two weeks, and that's already a confirmed horrible take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did say is that he will go, and I think that's that's the answer. That is my answer. I think it's Dan Landing, and I think he is. He'll go down as one of the the best stewards that this game has ever seen. He's there's more wiffle ball knowledge in that brain than anywhere else. The ru- he is the rule book, everybody. He is the rule book. So that's my pick, Dan Lanigan. Okay. You can't argue with that. That's a great pick. I could definitely argue with that. Okay. Who you got, House? Randy Dalby's dad. Oh, <laughs> that is a great pick. Wow. I'm telling you. Anything. I won't argue just because I like Jim. Um, that's yeah, I mean, that's, by the way, that's his name, by the way. Let's put a name, Jim Dobby. <laughs> He's the man. That's the man yeah. right there. He's the man. They're both. Shout out to Dobbies. Yeah. Tui? This really is a tough one because you can go like the stored direction and history. I think I've already mentioned him once on the podcast, but I think I'm going to pick Noter because I – He's been playing well, he's for such a long stories. time. Well, Ferry, you can't pick Noter because I'm the one that picked him up and brought him down there. So I, I already know I have more than Noter does. 
But even, we were about we were about we were about eighteen years old. But even Not now, Gary, Gary, do you know every single player in the game right now and how no, they no, play? I don't it, it, think which is exactly why I get disqualified. Yeah, you're right. Gary, you're right. Gary, exactly you took a, Gary, you took a couple years off too. No, I hear that. Yeah, I hear that. That's why I get disqualified. You guys are right about this. You're right about this. Totally. Every time we've needed some sort of scouting report on Joe Schmo from Missouri or wherever they're from, Noter knows who it is, what pitches they throw, the history of their game. Like it's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> and he's li- and he's been pl- and he's been playing since 1999. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Listen. Zero argument. Gary, since you're here, we're gonna and you're, yeah, I know exactly what you're gonna say to this next to this question number three. Then you can really God. because because that, because if you make it be so much better, because I know what you're gonna say. Worst weather game you have ever played in? Uh, get in the garden. Yep. Okay. See, I knew yeah. I knew yeah, you were going there, so I didn't want to be the one to well, talk about. And it might have been yep. the, and, and it might have been the game before. It might have been Steffi's game, the game before when it was actually raining hard. We were just cold and freezing and done. I was gonna mention that day. Besides fire. getting the garden, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, it was, it was, the, morning, it was you, the morning game of 09 national, the Sunday morning games of 09 yep. national championship was what? atrocious. We're talking like 40 degrees and rain. It was awful. And monsoon awful. rain. Well, sideways yeah, rain yeah. and freezing. Yeah, we got, yep. yeah, we somehow, we somehow got through the two early morning games and we were toast. We had nothing left. Couldn't even, we could all barely walk. And and honestly, should have should have should have pitched Boomer, but I put him in the. I made him stand in the garden. When, uh, that's where all the foul balls were going. So, so yeah, so the get in the garden comment that for people listening, there was a garden with this monster fence that you couldn't really you couldn't jump, and there was foul balls getting getting hit in there all the time. Leahy was pitching for us against what Ryan Foley or Mike one of the one of the Foley's was pitching. Yeah, and yeah. and and I obviously was not playing the field. If you ever seen me play the field, you don't want me anywhere near the field. So I went into the, I literally stood in the garden, and it was a garden, um, and just got the balls and threw them back. And then flip when we came up to bat, I left the garden, and every time one went over there, one of them had to run over and get the ball. And it sounds like it's not that big of a deal, but I swear to God, like that fifteen second break, like Pat would have the ball back to him in two seconds if when it got hit over there. It was me just chucking it back to him, done. <laughs> Foley would have to wait 15, yeah, okay. 20 seconds, wipe the ball off, and you know, eventually he just kind of hung a couple of those pitch, those next pitches that we runs on. And see ya. So yeah, see you when I see, see ya. ya. Yeah, it was it was it was frustrating. It was like legit yelling. Yep. We needed yep. We, we needed the foul balls. Sick of the foul balls. Yep. Um, all right, Cavs. Worst weather game. That, Gary, it. you can hey, go. Listen, I'm done. I'm done. Let's I'm say, out. say I'm bye out. to Gary. You bye, Gary. It, you guys take it home. Thank Thanks, you, Gary. See you, fellas. You got it. See you, Gary. All right, Habs. Worst weather game. Go. Uh, worst weather game by far was a couple years ago in the yard final four. We're playing in a total, like, just full-on storm in Staten Island at, like, that midnight. That was literally the hurricane, right? Yeah, the hurricane, hurricane at midnight. And we went undefeated the entire day. We won the top bracket. We were having an amazing oh, time. Don't do that. <laughs> Anyways, we're yeah, having an amazing. Don't do that. We're having an amazing tournament, and then all of a sudden, the storms coming in. Like they didn't already know that before. These New York guys, and they decide we're going to do the tournament all in one day. So we're playing at midnight, twelve thirty, one in the morning, trying to cram this national tournament in the final four in this hurricane. It's awful. 
we end up losing because Stan cheated. And we lost. Yeah, and I'm a little bitter about it. Did you guys lose, Habs? I thought you couldn't come back for the, like, makeup at a later date, so that's why you got eliminated. Yeah, you're right. We actually didn't lose. I like how you corrected me on that. I wasn't even there. <laughs> no, we actually we didn't lose, but we were down 2 nothing in the oh, third okay. inning. So you were losing when the game got called. Yeah, we were down 2 nothing in the third inning and it was like poor. It was like you couldn't even it was horror. You couldn't even hold on to the bat ball. If you hit the ball, it was going nowhere. It was just impossible to play in. Both the runs were scored on walks. There was no hits. And um, they just called the game. And then they only gave us one date to come back. They were like, you can come back next weekend and play. And we couldn't come back. And they just ran with that fake national title last year. And that's what it was. But, yeah, that was the worst weather game. I actually talked to Scott Thomas this week about that tournament. And he was saying, like, the bridges were closing. And he had to leave the field so that he could – get off of Staten Island and he made it home at like yeah 5.30 in the yeah. morning and like just made it over the bridge in time. Dude, Whiffman, so we lost, Whiffman uh, crashed we his lost car. At like, we lost at like 7 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night and we had done pretty well. Bridge, bridge was there. It was me, Bridge, and Lopes and I drove home. I got home probably about 3 a.m. and there was literally a point when I was still in New York where I couldn't even see and this was at like probably 8.30, 9 o'clock by the time I'm getting to the other side of New York. Couldn't even see. People were like literally driving 5 miles an hour on whatever the highway is to try and get right before getting on like 95 to get the hell out of there. And I couldn't even see. So I can't even imagine how you guys were attempting to play in that. Yeah, not, there wasn't, it wasn't much playing going on. It was just, it was not fun. Uh, twos, you got a uh, worst weather game? I've actually been pretty fortunate in my career. I don't think I've ever played in horrible weather. So this is going to sound like a bitch pick, but I think Sunday morning 2020 United Wiffle was, I guess, probably the worst weather I've ever played in. It wasn't necessarily bad weather, but it was cold. It was a little nippy. It was a little nippy. That was the day I learned the importance of warming up properly on Sunday morning of Nationals because I was freezing, and I felt like I could barely swing the bat that morning. And Danny... uh, you were, like, getting ready to pitch, so you were nice and warm. You were, like, running around in a T-shirt saying you're different. I'm like and that. I remember just having, like, a gator on, like, three shirts and a hoodie, just like, how the hell am I going to get up there and swing a bat against Ryan Wood or whoever it is right now? That was – definitely learned the importance of getting warm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, next remember, question. Is, is that – Yeah. We're, oh, worst weather is is a thousand percent what Gary said. That weather game, yeah, okay, um, yeah, in two thousand nine. I, I just uh, I, amazingly bad and awful and cold. And I was gonna try and come up with a second one just to be different, but I, I can't even think of one right now <laughs> off the top of my head. That's that's different. If you want a funny one, um, I don't know if you guys were around for this one, but we were playing uh, Golden Stick Yard Week um, up in. Oh man, it was at a, I think it was at uh began with a P. I should know this. Um but anyway, it was so windy. Oh, the school? And we had those Yes, yep, and we had those inflatable Hingry? walls. Hingry, Hingry, that was it. And we had the inflatable walls started just flying over. Almost I I, I know it almost killed Goodman. And I think it Is almost that the killed tent his mother that almost too. Killed Goodman's mom? 
Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Yep, and and I mean, I mean, as far as like just shit flying everywhere because of crazy winds, that was just it was just insane. So I mean, that pops into my head is just another crazy, crazy chair. That was just wind though. So that definitely wasn't like the hurricane, which had everything. Um. All right, next one. Um, this will be actually kind of the last wiffle ball one. Then we're gonna get into two just kind of regular, regular ones about us. Um, okay. If you guys had to play in just one wiffle ball tournament this year, not not United Whiffs, because I know you guys would say that, you can only pick one tournament to play this year. What would you pick? Not United Wiffle Ball. Abs, go ahead. I would and play I would just say, in the... Yeah, you can play in anything. Like, pick anything, even if it goes back a couple of years, but just anything that's not you know, but United Whiffs. I would play in that... Um... NW, I don't know if even know if I'm gonna say this right, but the NWLA uh, clean ball national championship, whatever it is, with the base running and stuff, oh, yeah. that national yeah, championship, yeah. this fast pitch, I would play in that one because I'm actually really good in that format, and there's not much of that format around here, so that'd probably be the one I'd play in. Okay, awesome answer. Twos? Yeah, Habs. That would probably be my answer as well. But since you picked that, I will pick. A fast plastic national championship tournament. I've never been to a fast plastic tournament for as long as I've played wiffle ball. It just never lined up for me. So the history behind fast plastic and all of that, I grew up watching it, wanting to play in it. If I could choose one, they would be that. Another another good answer. You actually just stole mine, so now I'm going to have to come up with one. I was going to say fast plastic in Austin, Texas. Um, back in the day, those were those were just uh, unbelievable. Um, events. Um, I assume Habs, the one you, you're talking about with the base run and all that, that's the one out in, is that the one out in Vegas that they do? Or am I, or can I mention it's that? It's like one? Indiana or something, isn't it? Yeah, no, okay, I don't so know what it is. Yeah, I think it's in like Indiana. I think it's like Midwest. Um, so there's one out in Vegas that gets a lot of pub. I know, uh, Jordan went out there to play. It seems like a bunch of random guys. I think Stein went out there. Oh, to play. yeah. It's got the, I, I, you know, that one more out of curiosity because the, when I watch that, like online, that looks like I'm watching, you know, a baseball game on ESPN. Um, yeah, PLW so that, bridge, just you know, I, I don't know the exact format of rules they play. It obviously, looks like some kind of medium pitch, but uh, that definitely looks like something that I would love to go go compete. Uh, I can't, you know, if I can't compete, I'm uh, not on that. One, pick a, to not pick a to not pick a Golden Stick or a uh, or a uh, United Whiffs one, that would be one that I would want to want to go. Did you on. ever get to go to Vegas playing Golden Stick? I did. I did. Um, I went out there. So the Vegas one that I went out there for was, uh, they had a one-on-one tournament, um, out there. I think it's one of the only times they had a one-on-one. Uh, well, actually, I think the they did a couple Wiffler? of times, but I, yeah, Ultimate Wiffler. And, um, have you would have, oh my God, you would have fucking loved that, man. Yeah. Uh, Bridge edit that swear. Uh, you would have loved that one. That was like right up your alley. I think, I forget who won. I think Dallas might have been there at the end, but that was, uh, that was something else, just playing one-on-one. <laughs> you know, it was, um, yeah, well, there was I the year they it. did medium and fast pitch, and Dallas yep. beat Steffi that year. Yep. And did, I think I he forget won who before, won. Right? I forget who won yard. I know I lost to Eric Anderson. Lost the past Sophie name. I don't know if you guys know him. Yeah, that could have been it. That could have been it. I felt, you know, one of the things about Vegas is you forget Vegas is when you're out there. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think there's actually a picture online. If you guys have ever seen a picture that Matty Griff posted um, with me, I, I woke up. 
awful story about me, but truthful. I had a, I think it was like a 715 flight and, uh, I had to catch a ride with Ryan O'Shea. I can't believe we haven't mentioned Ryan O'Shea in one of these as far as kids that throw smoke. Um, and we were, we were both going to the airport at the same time. He had his car out there. And like, I woke up obviously being boomer, uh, like with maybe 45 minutes to spare to catch the flight and just grabbed like one bag. I had two bags, grabbed one bag, threw some clothes in it and just had to go to catch the flight and obviously forgot half the stuff. And Maddie Griff took a famous picture that if you're ever on Facebook, we'll be up there to see a <laughs> bunch of clothes and like a shoe on a bed. That was uh Maddie Griff posting everything that I left behind in Vegas. <laughs> You need to have that like framed on your wall somewhere. I do. I should because that is actually that's a great idea to actually because I need something for my wall that I live at now. That's a great idea. <laughs> that's a legendary <laughs> picture. That is that is a legendary. It's, picture. it's like one like yellow boomba on the bed, isn't it? With like yep. a bunch of just yep. clothes yep. thrown at Yep. The other boomba was in my other bag that made the plane, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, and the worst part about that too is like the, the underrated part is I, I made that flight. And then it went to, I had a catch a flight in like Newark and there was some kind of storm. So I left Vegas at 6 a.m. and then was in Newark for like six hours and then had to, to, before I caught a flight back to Boston to get back, oh, just miserable. Doesn't, uh, doesn't do that justice. Yeah. Um, all right. So this next question, um, is going to be not wiffle ball related. Um, I, I mean, I guess shit after reading. So we have a, a group text obviously i'm sure as most of you guys do in this world and this is going to be what part have you can answer your question and maybe this is going to be your your secret talent that i'm about to ask you but i know when i was like you know people ask me you know what's something what's something that you do um for fun or something like that that people don't know about and my answer was always oh i play professional wiffle ball um so you guys too we will start with you so we'll let give halves a second to figure out how he wants to answer this but what is one so, I don't know, secret talent or one thing about yourself that the wiffle ball world does not know that you have um, that's obviously not wiffle ball. Oof. This is like an icebreaker question, Boomer. I know, right? You said you didn't want to know the questions. I offered to, to, to tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like you said, wiffle ball is probably more than often the answer. But I guess on a wiffle ball podcast, what I would say is that I guess I'm going to school to be a veterinarian, and the reason I can't make tournaments and events here and there is because I'm in Arizona right now going to school. Yeah. Um, that That's honestly my two biggest passions are animals and wiffle ball. <laughs> that, that's me summed up. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Haps? Um... What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Danny Haverty, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, really, what is something, yeah. something, something, we'll just go something about yourself that, that the wiffle ball world doesn't know. Like what's, you know, I was going to say a secret talent that you have, but what's something about the wiffle ball world that they don't know? That I could probably beat every single person in the wiffle ball community in chess. Really? Everyone. Facts. Anyone who wants to get the ones, hit me up. DM me. Wow. I'll give you the one on chess.com. Let's get after it. Is there really a chess.com? This is facts. I, I will I'll 1v1 any single person <laughs> here in chess, in the community. Wow. And don't do none of that cheating stuff. I know when y'all are cheating. I play for real. 
Wow. Are you just playing on the community of wiffle ball, or are you you're actually good at chess? I'm actually pretty decent at chess. Is this new, or like this you've is, been? This is this is not new. Do we don't don't be surprised. I am surprised. I want I to know not, the background. There's no background. I I played a lot of chess growing up. Does that surprise you? It does. Why does that surprise you? Because you're Habs. <laughs> you can't even figure out how to stay in the podcast chat for five minutes while we start, but you can strategize and win chess matches. I, uh, anyone can play me one-on-one. I love it. Crazy. I support it. Crazy. That was a great question, um, actually. I feel like yeah. I know you so much better, Habs. <laughs> That's a, no, I love it. That's an awesome answer, Habs. I, I had no idea at what you were going to come up with, and that is that is awesome. Great. Um, I guess I'll go real quick. Um, the whole world, I think, knows so much. If you know anything about Boomer, you know most of my life. So I'm going to come up with one that I don't think anyone really knows. Um. But I can actually, like, if anyone ever needs a haircut, and I don't mean just, like, a little buzz cut. Like, if you actually need a legitimate haircut, uh, I know how to cut hair. Like, fades, like, the whole nine. No, I'm not talking about just, like, taking a number one and just buzzing your head, like, real quick. Like, a legitimate haircut. Um, Boomer, you want to fade me up, yo? I, I could fade you up, Habs. I could fade Ooh. you up. I don't yeah. know. Can you handle these curls, though? I, well, I'm not touching the top of your head, but I could fade you up. You got to let those loose. <laughs> yeah, these, these, these might have to be free. Yeah, that's your moneymaker right there. Boomer, you got to post up at UWIF every year now for the fresh cuts before game one. And Yeah, I mean, I don't want to do it. Sold out. <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, because I'm like a perfectionist with it too. So like when I do my own hair, like I still go to the barber even though I can do myself because I take so long to do it because I'm just uh, just me when I do it. And it's like, oh, man, I don't right. sometimes I just don't have an hour. So it's easy to just go get it buzzed up. But, yeah, that's – uh. Did you teach yourself to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of videos online. And then every time I would go, I would watch people cut cut hair. And then I actually have a buddy that does it too who uh, who used to cut my hair. This is going back to, like, college. So this is going back 20 years. And I used to watch him, how he did it, and he kind of taught me. And, and uh, yeah, I mean – when That's I do cool. do it, it saves me a lot of money. Haircuts aren't cheap these days, so, <laughs> so you know, saves me forty or fifty bucks apart from getting a real, real cut as well. Yeah, seriously. Um. All right. I mean, we're getting towards the end, the end of the time here. Habs, do you, do you want to talk? What, can I mention what you said in the group chat earlier? Can I, can I ask you that question? Because as our sixth and final question, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask it. I don't care. These kids want to know, so you, you can plead the fifth if you want. <laughs> I don't know, but I might have to plead the fifth on this one. You're going to have to plead the fifth, Habs? I, well, I don't know what I said. You don't know what you said. Okay, so we're in a group chat. We're about to come on here about 15 seconds before. And, and Habs to the group out of nowhere says he's trying to have a kid this year. And my first question is, how the hell old are you? Because I feel like you're only like 23 or 24. Not that there's anything wrong with starting that young. I don't know but, if that's uh, exactly what I said. I, that's I mean, exactly what you said. Let me. I go back and pull it up. Shit. No, I think it was verbatim. That was exactly what you said. Out of nowhere. It's a. It's a lyrics from a song. Um, hold on. Oh. 
He literally, literally has today, 520 p.m. I'm trying to have a kid soon, like this year. <laughs> and then, and everyone replies and then just like, yeah, that's interesting. And I might be sleeping on that one. And then, <laughs> and then you're laughing at it. But literally, that's what it says. I'm trying to have a kid soon, like this year. That's a song. Yeah. Okay. See, well, I'm 41. <laughs> I guess I don't, I guess I'm not caught up in today's music. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that either, boom. I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I thought you were, I thought you were like, I'm like, shit, that's about to be a, maybe that could be a secret talent. Well, you didn't. Uh, no, listen. To, everyone, go listen to Sizz's new album. Okay, I don't know if that is who that is either. So there you go. Another thing we learned today: go see Scissors. Scissors, Scissors. So, any final comments on this whole show? This has definitely been uh, the most interesting one, I'd say, so far. Yeah, I've got. I want to give a shout out to. I'm not sure how to pronounce this right, but I saw today David Ayers from the Kalamazoo Wiffle Ball League. Beat cancer as of recently, so oh, no shit. That's, huge. that's great for him. Shout Love out to hear stuff like that. So shout out to him and his family. That's that huge. is awesome. That that's is awesome. Huge. That is awesome. Habs, anything? No, I thank you for sharing that too. That's a good one to end on. Though. That that's awesome. Let's end end on that one. And uh, I'm just gonna thank our uh, fourth leader that's in here every week, Adam Riggio, who someday will get his mic working so we can actually talk on this thing. Um, but he is the man behind the scenes here that makes this thing go. So thank you, Bridge. Someday fix that mic, and you're going to join us and get to answer some of these crazy questions. Bridgeo fucks. <laughs> Bridgeo fucks. Lopes cuddles. Um, <laughs> all right, boys, boys. Until, uh, until the next one. All right, guys, until next time. See ya.